Good morning, and welcome to the fourth week of Advent. Well, I'm sure you can tell by the rasp in the bass in my voice that I've got a, a bit of a cold, so if you, uh, if you can't handle listening to my voice, I, I, I won't blame you for leaving, and besides, uh, I won't know. Uh, but if you decide to stick with me, and if you've been sticking uh, with me throughout this Advent series, you know that I've been framing these devotions around the tradition of lighting Advent candles. And the word Advent is derived from a Latin root, which means coming or arrival. So we've been preparing to celebrate our Lord's first coming by focusing on various portions of that great and wonderful story. The first week we remember the prophecy and the hope of the coming Messiah. The second week we remembered Bethlehem and the refuge and peace that Mary and Joseph found in a stable. Last week, we remembered the light and joy which surrounded the shepherds at the announcement of Jesus' birth. Today, we turn back to the angels who made that great announcement to the shepherds. Remember, according to Luke 2, the angel of the Lord came with the greatest message ever. Verse 10, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And even though one angel would have been more than enough, Luke tells us that a great number of angels suddenly came into view before the shepherds. Luke record, records it this way. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Now we do not know precisely how many angels made up this multitude of the heavenly hosts. The word uh, translated multitude is the Greek word plethos. And I didn't do extensive research, but I'm guessing our word plethora comes from this word. And of course it means excess, abundance, uh, more than an ample amount. It's a great or large number. John MacArthur in his book, God in the Manger, says it's a word which means 10,000. The point is that a vast array of angels, perhaps more than anyone had ever seen, joined the angel of the Lord, and they did what God's messengers do. They brought glory to God. They praised him. They exalted him. Why? Well, again, MacArthur writes, on that most unusual of nights, the angels praised him because Jesus the Savior was born. They understood humanity's fall into sin and that Jesus Christ, the majestic second member of the Trinity, had laid aside his riches, come to earth in humility for undeserving sinners, to live a perfectly righteous life, and finally die on the cross to bear the curse and punishment of our sins. The angels understood the true significance of Christ's birth, and they were praising God because at last they saw the beginning of the final phase of his redemptive plan. Do you understand the significance of Christ's birth? Do you understand that the only hope for lasting peace and joy and salvation is by trusting in the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Christ? If you don't understand that, I hope you will. I hope this season, this very day even, 
that you will trust Christ as your Savior and Lord. If you already understand, if you've already trusted Christ, then your calling, my calling, is to join with the angels' voices and glorify God. Matthew West, in his 2016 Christmas collection, sang a great little song, Join the Angels. Come on, join the angels, singing glory to God in the highest. Join the angels, shouting peace on earth, goodwill to men. It's been a long time coming. He's the one we waited for. So join the angels and praise the Lord. Well, let us join the angel voices in praising the Lord. Wherever you're at this Christmas day, whatever else you might be doing, please take some time to praise the Lord. For unto us, our Savior, Christ the Lord has been born. And not only that, but he grew in wisdom and stature and became a man. He was crucified for our sins, but rose on the third day and has ascended into heaven where he sits on the right hand of God and there he's praying for us. And one day he will return and the dead in Christ will rise first and then those who are still living in Christ. And our Lord will establish a new heaven and a new earth and the dwelling place of God will be with humankind for all eternity. Oh, we have every reason to praise the Lord. So let's join our voices with the angels. Let's praise him now. Lord, how can we possibly praise you enough for all you have done for us in Jesus? We're so grateful that you chose to come and dwell among us. And you didn't just dwell among us, you came to save us. Oh, thank you that you met our greatest need, the payment for our sins. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you. We praise you for life. We praise you that because Jesus lives, we too can live for all eternity. We praise you for the new heaven and new earth that awaits those who trust in you. We praise you that you are Emmanuel, God with us. We praise you for being with us now and for all eternity. We praise you that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Oh Lord, go with each of us in our Christmas celebrations. Watch over us and our families. And whatever else we do Christmas Day, call us to a time of praise and adoration. For unto us our Savior has indeed been born. In his name we pray. Amen. Well, Christmas Eve, we will hold a traditional candlelight service with lessons and carols. And we invite you to join us at 7 p.m. Christmas Eve. And come as you are and, and bring your, uh, your family and your friends and just join us uh, as we focus for a while on the birth of our Savior. And then we'll also have an 11 o'clock worship service Christmas morning. Uh, no Sunday school that day at 10, but come join us uh, at 11 Christmas Day. Well, God bless you all and have a wonderful Christmas.